If somebody says to two people, I stole from one of you a mone. A mone is the same as 100 zuz. So he says to them, I stole from one of you 100 zuz. But I'm not sure from whom I stole. And these two people also don't know. They weren't, they didn't claim from him the money. He came up to them and said that I owe one of you money. Or a similar scenario. He says that one of your fathers gave me 100 zuz to look after. I don't know which one it was. Let's say, for example, both of their fathers d- have died since then, and he says that one of them gave me money to look after, and now I need to return it to his inheritors, i.e. one of you, but I'm not sure which one it was. Now, according to the strict letter of the law, he's not obligated to give any of the money, because they weren't making a claim against him, and even if we now know for sure that he definitely owes one of them a hundred zuz, the regular rule is that If somebody wants to take money from somebody else, they can only do so if they can prove that they're entitled to that money. But each of these people individually cannot prove it, because it could be it's the other person who has owed the money, and therefore none of them can really claim any money. However, says the Mishnah, He should give... Each one of them a hundred zuz. Why? Because we're discussing a person, who admitted to this himself, meaning it's clear that he wants to fulfill his obligation to heaven as well. Even if the court is not going to force him to give the money back, he's coming in order to fulfill his mitzvah towards Hashem and to make sure that he is giving back the entire debt to the person who is entitled to it. So if that's what he's looking for, then in order to do that, he'll need to give a hundred zuz to each of them. Now, in a case where both of them claimed from him that, for example, he stole from them, and he says that I admit to having stole from one of you, but I'm not sure from whom I stole. In that case, even according to the strict letter of the law, he'll need to give each of them a hundred zuz, because he's the one who stole in the first place and he shouldn't have stolen. If he now doesn't know from whom he stole, so we're going to punish him and he would need to pay a hundred zuz to each of them. And in the case of a deposit, he would also need to do so if they are the ones who are claiming it from him and he says that I agree but I'm not sure which one of you is telling the truth so in that case as well he would need to give them both the 100 zuz because again this is also his fault he should have taken care to make sure he knows who gave him the item to look after and therefore considered sort of his fault and he would need to give both of them the 100 zuz which they are claiming if two people give uh, one particular person a deposit of money, they give it to him to look after for them. Zemone, one of them gives him 100 zuz, and the other one gives him 200 zuz. And we're talking specifically about a situation where they arrive at this person at the same time, and each one of them gives him their money for him to look after at the same time. And then later on they come to collect their money, and Zemone, this one claims, mine is the 200. I'm the one who gave you 200 to look after, but the other one says, no, I'm the one who gave you the 200. So you owe me 200, and the other person you only owe 100. Now, in general, we would say that the shomer, the one who is looking after the money, he is responsible, and he would have to give both of them 200. Because it's considered to be that he's not guarding it properly if he doesn't know who the owner of the 100 or 200 is. That's his responsibility. However, because we're talking about a case where they both arrived at the same time, and they weren't particular to show the shaymer that this one is, is mine, that I'm the one giving 200 and he's the one giving 100. They weren't particular about making this point very clear. And they were in a position where they know that the other person giving the other person money can see how much money he's giving. The owner of the 200 knows at the time that he's giving over the 200 that the other person is now going to be able to make up the story and lie. 
but he and, and therefore he should have been careful to make it clear to the shomer to the one who's going to look after this that he is the one who is the owner of the 200 and because he didn't do this he is partly at fault the shomer can turn around and say i saw that you weren't so particular about making sure that it's you are the one who has the 200 and making that clear so therefore i wasn't so careful about it and therefore, in this situation, the Shomer is only obligated to give each one of them 100 Zuz, Vash'or, and the rest of the money, should be left on the side until Yoanovi comes, and all doubtful cases like this will be resolved. And of course, if before Yoanovi comes, they'll come to some sort of compromise, or one of them will admit to having lied then they would give over the money at that point. Alright, Omar Abiyasi said in Cain, if so, if this is the law, then Mahiv Saramai, what is the liar lost out on? There's nothing which is going to motivate the person who lied to admit to having lied, and thereby allowing the other person to take his 200, because the liar has already received his full share, the 100. Elor, rather, the law is that all of the money, the 300, should be kept on the side until Elian Anovi comes, and then that will motivate the person who lied to admit to having lied so that he can at least get his 100. And at that point, we'll give the other person his 200. Mishnah, hey, very similar. Mishnah, the same applies to two utensils. Echad yofe mone, one of them is worth 100 zuz, echad elf zuz, and one of them is worth 1,000 zuz. And both people give the shomer their items at the same time. And again, the person who was giving the more expensive item was not careful to make it very clear to the shomer that he is the owner of the more expensive item. So the shomer can claim later on that because you weren't so careful about knowing who was who, I also wasn't so careful. And then they come to claim the items. This one claims Yofesheli. The more expensive item is mine. And the other one claims that no, the more expensive item is mine, says the mission. He should give the cheaper, the less valuable item, the one which is worth 100 zuz to one of them. And from within the value of the larger item, the more valuable item, he should give the value of the smaller item to the second one. And we're going to understand that to mean that they should sell the more expensive item for a thousand zuz, and then you should give a hundred zuz out of that a thousand zuz to this second person. And that way they'll each receive the a hundred zuz, which they're both definitely entitled to at least that. Vash'or and the rest of it, where we're not sure who is entitled to the rest of it, the Hemunach should be kept on the side until Eliyahu comes, and the matter can be resolved, or until the liar admits to having lied. But once again, on Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi said, Im Kain, if so, what is the liar losing out on? He'll have absolutely no motivation to admit that he lied, and therefore the other person will not end up receiving the rest of the 900 Zuz. Rather, rather it should all be left on the side until Eliyahu comes, and that way hopefully it won't be until Eliyahu comes, it'll be until the liar admits to having lied, so that he'll be able to receive at least his smaller amount, the 100 Zuz. One who gives produce to his friend to look after for him, to be his shomer, even if the produce is wasting away a bit and it's decaying, it's getting old, or the mice have started to eat it, so the amount that he's going to return to the owner is going to be less than the owner gave him originally. Of course, it's not his fault, it's not negligent, but the question is, what should he do? Perhaps he should sell all of it now so that he can give back the owner the full value of what he received. 
what he received from him to look after. Says the Mishnah, no, he shouldn't touch them. He should just continue guarding them as, as he hasn't done until now. And he should not sell them and give back the owner the value. And the reason for this is because there is an understanding that a person prefers one kav, one measurement. A kav is a certain amount of something which he himself worked for and he himself made and produced, he prefers that rather than nine kav of somebody else's produce. That's human nature, and therefore, if you're going to sell it and give him back the value or whatever it may be, the owner does not want that, because the owner wants his own produce, which he has worked so hard for, and therefore you should not sell it. However, Mishim Gamliel says, no, he should sell the produce in front of a basin, and they'll record how much the value is, etc. Because it's like returning a lost item to its owner, meaning this is considered to be better for the owner, that he'll receive the full value of what he gave. Now the truth is, the Gemara adds that even the Chacholm agree with Mishim Gamliel, in a case where the produce is rotting away faster than usual. So now it's not just a question of is he going to get his own produce or somebody else's produce. His own produce is going to be much, much less, and therefore in this case certainly he would prefer to have the value of his produce, and therefore in that case even the Chachom would agree that he should sell it and give back the owner the value. But we're talking about a case where it's going down and the mice are eating it, but at a relatively regular pace, not extra fast, and therefore, in that case, the Chachamim say that that a person would prefer one measure of his own produce than nine measures of somebody else's produce.